Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Well, there's been some big news. Well, I think it's big news in the world of college athletics to help alleviate some of the transfer madness, not necessarily all of it, but some of it at least. And that's the fact that the NCAA finally released what they are deeming uh, the new updated guidelines on transfers. So a couple bullet points uh, to to look at and, and see how they're going to affect college basketball and potentially obviously Gonzaga to a certain extent would, would be included in that mix. But before we go there, just look at the numbers. In college football, there was, I think it was 950 or so transfers uh, this past offseason. In basketball, there was almost 1,800 transfers. So uh, the world of college athletics uh, is constantly changing. It's moving. Uh, There's player movement left and right, uh, very similar to professional sports. When you look at 1,800 players in the transfer portal, if you – just take a quick number of roughly 350 division one teams, you know, that's almost four uh, transfers per school. So you're looking at a third to a fourth of your roster um, every year, turning over, not just graduating, not just uh, entering as freshmen, but just transferring. And that's, that's, uh, that's not good. I don't, I don't appreciate that uh, as a fan. I don't like that. As a fan, as a former player, I can understand it because I transferred myself, uh, but my transfer was very thought out. It was very um, rare at the time. Um, I, I I need to go back and look at the numbers. Um, back in uh, the late 1990s, it would have been 1999 when I decided to transfer after Gonzaga's first lead run. Um but I, I would imagine there were probably fewer than 400 transfers. Uh, there was there was very little movement as far as transferring schools. If you transferred, it was a black mark. It was a check uh, on your, quote, resume as, an, as a player uh, that you weren't good enough. And so it, it very it was a rare occurrence back then. But back to the uh, kind of guidelines that the NCAA is putting forth, where I think many of these are good. Um, I, I think they they absolutely finally hit something on their mark um, with one of them as well. So essentially what it means is uh, they're going to limit the times in a calendar year based upon your sport when you can enter the transfer portal. Um, so football's obviously a fall sport. Basketball is considered, uh, you know, obviously in that winter time frame and then spring sports. So there's going to be different times. Uh, uh, depending on your sport that you can enter the transfer portal and you have to enter the transfer portal at those times. And there's a certain set of time. So speaking of basketball for the basketball calendar, uh, the, there are two windows equaling 60 days where if you're unhappy at your current school, if you want a different opportunity, you have to enter the transfer portal in these times. Uh, the first one would be December 1st through the 15th. And, when I look at that, you kind of chuckle. You're like, you're not even halfway into your season. Well, you're right. But uh, at that point, you've had a chance to get into your school year. See if you enjoy it as a the school itself as a student, even though most student athletes, that's a secondary thought to them. It's more based on athletics. But also with the basketball calendar, December 1st 
you're probably already looking at having played probably six or seven games at that point. By the 15th, you're probably looking at 12 games, uh, maybe more. And that's also when your your semester or your quarter is coming to an end. So the NCAA did a nice job there of trying to get student athletes at least to be able to uh, get through a semester or quarter to earn those credits uh, and stay on track to graduate. Now, I know the NCAA honestly doesn't care about graduation rates. They can say what they want, but so many of these uh, uh, rules and guidelines have been uh, not conducive to student athletes earning their uh, degrees, in my opinion, and, and from what I've seen. Um, you know, and when you transfer schools multiple times, who knows how many credits that you lose, how many opportunities uh, you miss out on in finding the, the, the degree program that really fits you uh, at a certain school. So that's that burst window. And then it closes on December 15th. And if you're still enrolled at school, you got to stay in school there. You're not able to enter the transfer portal and begin to be uh, begin to look other places. Now, the one gray area that I don't understand is if you enter that transfer portal in the in between that time, but you don't find a school to go to, what happens? Are you just kind of in that gray period um, where you're not on a team, you're not in a school? Are you able to go to, uh, say, a community college and, and cover some credits? Um, do you have to transfer to start immediately at another school? Um, and with the one-time transfer rule, are you able to be eligible to play immediately in season at your new school? So th those are some of the things that I haven't seen the answers to. Um, if you as a, as a listener have, please send it my way. I'd love to read an article or, or learn what exactly their um, uh, guidelines are on that. But the second opening in the transfer portal window uh, begins on selection Sunday. And then there's 45 days um, to enter the transfer portal. Now, I think this is important as well, because when you look at this past off season, you know, the transfer portal, literally a school would lose in their conference tournament. Boom, kid goes in the portal and it would keep going for about four months. You still had players entering the transfer portal from what I can remember all the way up until like middle of May. And if you're looking at that, that's, you know, that's about 75 days if you're going from, you know, say you're out the first week of March all the way until the middle of May, that's 75 days. That's a lot of time. Um, you know, you should know if you're happy or unhappy at your current school. Um, what that also does, in my estimation, is it gives agents and runners of agents uh, the ability to start kind of making inroads and putting in thoughts and ideas to players about a entering in the NBA draft uh, B uh, you know, Hey, if you transfer to this school, I can help arrange this NIL deal over here. It also allows assistant coaches, which I'm sure are doing this, the ability to reach out through, through back channel ways and, and connect with parents or AAU coaches of, of, of players that they think may have interest in leaving their particular school. Um, so that's kind of the time frame on that. The one thing that I do like is they kept it as a uh, one-time no-transfer-sit rule. Now, personally, I get it. Um, or, or I wish that if you transferred, you had to sit out. I think it would alleviate so many kids transferring. You have to work through some, some frustrations, some struggles, uh, and then you really fight for what you want 
and hopefully it's what you want at that first school that you go to. But, you know, the fact that they kept it uh, to a one time. So if you were to transfer a second time, that second time you would have to sit. I, at least they didn't completely open it up and say you could transfer as many times because that leads to the next guideline that was uh, agreed upon is that um, they are not going to allow the unlimited transfer rule. And I think that's uh, out of all of the uh, things that came out in this in this new guidelines, these new guidelines, I think that's the best thing because the transfer portal, it's going to impact the game regardless. Uh, people are going to be happy. They're going to move, um, you know, with that transfer. I get it. You know, maybe a kid made a bad decision as a 17, 18 year old with a school that uh, wasn't necessarily for him culture wise, uh, school wise, basketball wise, didn't get along with a coach once he got on campus. I get those things. But I like the fact that they didn't back down and allowed unlimited transfers because then you're just teaching kids to bounce from one thing to the next and not kind of try to put down roots and try to fight through any type of uh, uh, difficulties because um, that that to me is important. That builds a lot of passion in a student athlete. That builds a lot of grit in a student athlete. That builds a lot of uh, growth and maturity and appreciation when things do go your way uh, for an athlete. So um, lots of good things, I think, that came out of these new guidelines that were set forth. Um, the big, another question that came out is with this transfer portal, what if a coach gets fired, say middle of the season, or maybe they don't get fired in that 45-day transfer portal uh, timeframe right after the season? Does that shift and alter um, a time period for the kids that were involved in that program. Um, that, that was one small thing that I saw that, that uh, in the things that I read was not addressed, but uh, I'm sure that's, that, that is up for discussion. So um, good stuff uh, by the NCAA. Finally, you know, there's so many negative things coming out about the NCAA tournament and rightfully so, but uh, I, I think they're trying to clean up what they realized was an awful mess this past year, year and a half or so with the amount of transfers out there. Thanks for listening. Take care. You got a question for us at Gonzaga Nation SI. Send it my way, dickout at scorebooklive.com on email. Hit us up on any of our social media channels, Gonzaga Nation SI, or my uh, Instagram at ddickout21, or my Twitter at DanDickow21. Take care. Have a good one. Basketball season is right around the corner.